Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Happy Friday, my friends. Well, at least if you're listening to this in real time, happy Friday. You are here for the Friday Faith Follow-Up. This is episode 99.5 for the Love Your People Well podcast. And we are going to continue our look at practical ways of showing the people we love that we love them. We talked this week about the five love languages and then kind of how do we take that information and actually use it in our day-to-day lives with the people that we love, but we didn't actually ask the question yet, are the five love languages biblical? Are there biblical principles or commands about how God wants us to show love to our people? We know that God gives us everything we need in his word. Um, Now, he's not going to answer every single question like, you know, your kid's not going to see the answer. Where should I go to college? You're not going to see the answer. Should I quit my job? (laughs) These things are not in the Bible. But his wisdom and his guidance applies to every situation in life. And so we always want to ask the question, is fill in the blank thing that I'm talking about or thinking about and learning about? Is it biblical? What does God have to say about this topic? So that is what we're going to look at today. We're going to um, take a look at two particular scripture passages to try to understand a little bit better of how to show in in kind of that action-oriented way, how to show our people that we love them. I will pause, though, because you might have noticed I said this is episode 99.5, which means this is the last episode before episode 100, and the 100th episode giveaway is under swing, is that the phrase? Is in full swing. That is the phrase, my friends. Okay, it's late at night. Ah, yes, that is the phrase. It is in full swing. And so if you are listening to this in real time or, you know, maybe a couple days later, um, there is still time. We have gotten several very sweet reviews. Um, It's so encouraging to me. So much fun to see those reviews um, coming into my email, popping up on social. So there is still time. All the details are in that little bonus episode earlier this week. Uh, But the short of it is, leave a written review for the podcast, take a screenshot of that review, and send it to me. And that is your entry for an Amazon gift card and some great books and some coffee and some free resources. Lots of good stuff in our 100th episode giveaway prize package. So my friend, you definitely want to get your entry in. It is not difficult to leave a review for a podcast. And if you're listening to this, Um, then you probably have something to say about what you're listening to, and I would love to hear it. Now, let's let's get back to this topic, right? The five love languages, uh, which is the book, is in that giveaway prize package. But are they biblical? Are they um, something that we should be striving for as Christian women, as Christian moms and wives, 
my short answer there would be yes. <laughs> the five love languages are biblical. They're not commanded in scripture or anything like that. And I do think that God offers a broader um, a broader perspective on how to show love for our people and to our people than the five love languages will specifically offer. That's probably not surprising because God does not limit himself to five ways to show someone that we love them. Um, so let's take a look at two scriptures that will help us understand this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 is one that I actually have heard in the counseling room before when people, uh, when couples in particular are struggling with the five love languages or just in general struggling with showing affection and care and love for each other in a difficult season of marriage. Um, and what Matthew chapter 7 tells us is, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. That's basically the golden rule. Do to others what you would have them do to you. And the reality of the five love languages is that it specifically tells us, don't give other people what you are hoping to receive. If you really want physical touch, and that is your primary love language, um, that should not really impact how you show love to your husband or to your kids. Because if your husband's primary love language is words of affirmation, it's not that the physical touch won't matter, but it's not going to be as meaningful to him as those words of affirmation. And so I've heard this pushback before. Well, do to others what you would have them do to you. I want to receive fill in the blank. I want to receive touch. I want to receive quality time. And so that's what I'm going to give. <laughs> and, uh, and that, you know, again, all of the love languages are helpful for all of us. But I would say that the real principle here from Matthew chapter 7 is not that you want this very specific thing from the people that you love, but that you want them to love you in the way that you best experience love. And if that's physical touch, great, that's what you want them to give you. But if we look at that underlying principle, that can guide us in how we show love to other people. You want them to give you what you need, basically. You want them to show you that they love you. And so we need to give that, um, not give that just in return, like, oh, you showed me that you love me. Great. I get to do it back. Um, this is not a 50-50, you do something for me, so I'll do something for you. God is very clear in his word that we should be giving more than we are receiving. We should be focused on how do I love you? How do I support you? How do I care for you? How do I show you quality time, physical touch, um, special gifts, acts of service, all these, all these love languages? How do I give that to you without worrying about what am I getting in return? Now, that being said, um, if you're giving, 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 and you're never receiving, or at least it feels like you're never receiving, well, that's a time to have a hard conversation with that person, with your husband, with your kids. Now, you know, your little kids, your newborns, your toddlers, they are not going to uh, be in a position to give you necessarily all of the love and affection in exactly the way that you would want it. Um, of course, that's a developmental thing. But ultimately, if you're really feeling like I'm giving, 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 and I'm never receiving, 
um, then something needs to change. And it might be your perspective because they might, they might be giving you love, showing you love again in their love language rather than your love language. And so there might be some disconnect there or a gap in the communication. Um, but that needs to be addressed. But biblically, God is very clear. We do to others what we want them to do for us, not in the very specific actions. I want him to do this, or I want my kid to do this, but in the principle of loving them in the best way possible, because we want to be loved in the best way possible. It's not a one for one, um, but it's really about trying to understand the other person so that we can all have the best experience of love possible. Let's also take a look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Um, you probably are familiar with John 3.16, but have you read 1 John 3.16 recently? <laughs> it is uh, equally good, if not even better. So these are these few verses. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now, I uh, personally think that this little passage helps us better understand um, the idea of the love languages and just in general showing love to our people more so than Matthew 7. <laughs> I had to bring up Matthew 7 because I've heard people bring that up as a criticism of the love languages idea as and, and as a, a criticism of the idea, but also sometimes as a bit of an escape route to maybe not do the hard work that might need to be done. Um, so Matthew seven twelve is helpful and important. But 1 John 3, 16 through 18, I think is much more practical and helpful when we think about how do I show my people that I love them? The days are busy. We're stressed out. (laughs) There's so much going on. You've probably got lots of people in the house and you're trying to balance all these different personalities and preferences and needs and desires. How do we do all of that? Well, we follow the steps outlined here in 1 John, we lay down our life for the people we love. It's right there in verse 16. That's how we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That is very straightforward. And yes, that that certainly can include um, an actual laying down of our life. Most of us are not going to be put in that position. (laughs) And it's more about the, again, the principle behind what God is saying here, that we need to be willing to, to focus on what they need. Um, How can I best serve them, love them, uh, follow their preferences when it comes to showing them that I love them more so than doing what is most comfortable for us or most um, preferred for us. Now, does that mean we have to put ourselves in a very awkward or uncomfortable position all the time because maybe they want something that we don't feel comfortable with or really can't give them? Um, No, it's not saying that. It's not saying if your child's love language is gifts that you need to buy them a new car on their 16th birthday, you might choose to do that. 
But just because they want it doesn't mean that's the gift you have to give them. Um, And that's true across all the love languages. People might want something that is unhealthy, or they might want something that's unrealistic, or that is uncomfortable. And so I don't think that this passage is telling us we need to do whatever they want, no matter what it is. But it is telling us we need to lay down our life, we need to lay down our preferences um, to make the best decision for the other person. And then if we go on in verses 17, not verses, that's one verse, verse 17, about material possessions, basically, we see here that to love our people to show them we love them, we have to actually help them in the ways that they need help. We need to give them what they need. Now, again, that might be material possessions like this verse is very specifically addressing, but it also speaks to emotional needs and and psychological needs and spiritual needs. If our husband, if our kids, if our friends have a specific need, we want to try to meet that need. And that certainly may go far beyond these five love languages because sometimes our needs don't necessarily fall into those little bubbles. It might be a simple need, like your husband is running late at work and he needs you to pick up the kids after school or from soccer practice, even though normally he would do it. You know, there might be these very in the moment opportunities to show someone we love them by not grumbling, <laughs> by um, agreeing or, you know, following through on something, even when, again, it might not be the most convenient thing for us. And then the third truth that we see here in verse 18 is that we need to love our people with actions and in truth, not just with words or speech. We could have a whole podcast episode about that topic, and maybe we will in the upcoming weeks, because there's so much there. It's so easy to say the right thing or to say what we think the other person wants to hear. But at the end of the day, if we don't follow that up with actions, it doesn't matter. And if we're saying it, even though it's not true, then it's definitely not blessing and helping the other person, or the relationship. And so as you think about how can I show my husband, my kids, how can I show my people that I love them? Figuring out some elements of their love languages or their their preferences, what do they most desire from you or need from you as far as the relationship and the intimacy and building that connection? What do they need? What do they want? And how can you not just recognize that, but take action on that. And we talked about that in a little more detail in episode 99, just a few days ago. You can always circle back to that episode. But the principle here really speaks to loving, Not well, it's not just a principle. It's exactly what it says. Loving with our actions and not just our words. We need both, but we can't Avoid the hard work of action just because we're saying these wonderful or beautiful or good things. If we say it and we don't do it, then sometimes it's not even just meaningless. It's actually hurtful to the relationship. So my friends, that is all we've got for today. Just diving into these couple of verses from scripture to take a look at how does God want us 
to love our people? What should we be doing? How should we be showing that love? So let me close us today with a word of prayer. Lord, we we thank you most especially for the truth of 1 John 3.16, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And I pray, God, that every woman listening today, right now to this episode, Lord, help us to lay down our lives for those people that we love, the people you have put in our life, for our husband and our kids and our friends. Lord, give us wisdom to recognize what they need, what they want, and how best to take action on that, to meet those needs, to show them that care. Lord, we pray that you will build up deep connection within our families, not just for our enjoyment or our comfort, but for your glory. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. Friends, that is all we have for today. Make sure to get in your entry for the giveaway because uh, when we talk next in episode 100 next Tuesday, it'll all be over. My friends, I will be drawing the winner's name (laughs) on that Tuesday, next Tuesday, uh, October 11, 2022. And so I hope it's you. I hope I get to reply to your email or send you a Facebook message or whatever saying, hey, you're the winner. Congratulations. But I can't do that if you didn't even get in your entry. So uh, get on it, my friend. You have the whole weekend. It closes out on Monday. And then we will be back next Tuesday for episode 100 of the Love Your People Well podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you are here, that you are a part of this community, and I'll talk to you next week. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.